Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And Mike Popovich is back with me again. Uh, If you weren't with us last week, listen to that recording because you'll hear his introduction there. You'll get a sense of his heart and his spirit and his love for people and love for the Lord. And so, Mike, thank you for being back with us again today. Yes, sir. I'm wearing the same clothes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, what can I say? I'm just joking with you. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Hey, Mike, tell us how you got started. What triggered you getting started on seeing God's unconditional love and grace? What period in your life were you in and how'd that happen for you? I think my story is probably like yours, Paul, and a lot of people. I knew it at a young age, and I think we really do because we're birthed out of pure love. We're birthed out of divinity. Mm-hmm. And so I think most of us know it. And then we started to get concepts, whether it's through teachers, Sunday school, pastors of this God who might not be pure love. And in fact, the ultimate, he might not even spend eternity with you. And so I got turned off by that, to be honest with you, because in my natural life, I'd experienced something very different than what I was hearing. And so really kind of fell away from all of that. And and I thought it was, oh, it's just religion. It's just what you do. And for me, because I've always had this love for science and different things, I was always fascinated by the human body and, and I was always fascinated by the miraculous. And I think I think all of us do because we're birthed out of that. We remember who we are and going, gosh, nothing's impossible to this God. And and we heard a service here and it was this African pastor and I'd never heard anybody talk like this. And he said, uh, this woman had her uterus surgically removed, but she wanted children. And so the pastor just very matter-of-factly said, make up your mind. Do you want a uterus or you want a baby? Now, coming from a science background, I was pre-med at the Air Force Academy going, wait, what? You can't have a baby without a uterus. And yet she did. So we went, took my whole family, went to Bible school in Africa and, and saw the miraculous. They don't operate in very little grace, but the power of belief, the, the power of the human heart, the divinity within man fascinated me. And then I started to see, gosh, you know what? He's not this angry God that I've learned about. He's, he's poured out his spirit on the righteous and the unrighteous. He's included all men. How old were uh, you when that came to you? Probably in my 40s. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. I think in our hearts, we've always known it. We've yeah. always known that God had to be good. We can't settle. At least I couldn't. How in the world could love? I'm told he's love on one hand, but how in case we don't love him back, that he would separate us and, and possibly even torture us is kind of the language I grew up with. Mm-hmm. It didn't fit. And so we kind of just rejected that God. But then I started to see the miraculous. And in business, we saw some miraculous things. And the God that I'd learned about and my experiential God was very different. And my experiential God was much better. And so in my 40s, probably is when I started really just going and searching out, hey, what did the early church think is, you know, what are the patristics? And started going down that road. It's like, you know, it hasn't always been this way. He always 
Jesus's own words and Apostle Paul and John's own words are very different. So really in my 40s where, all right, I'll accept this Christianity thing again because it's actually really great. And so that was kind of my journey is uh, once I got rid of the angry God and realized he is who he says he is, he is love with no buts, I call it. Because every promise is yes and amen, not yeah, but. So that was my journey. Are you 50 yet? I'm 52. Yeah, 52. So your journey hasn't been all that long ago. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, And I think it's the lifelong journey. Like I said, we've always known it in our heart. But intellectually, I was taught something else and it just didn't fit with me. So we kind of ignored it. Yeah. You made some radical changes in your lifestyle then. I mean, you know, what you focused on in your life, your business and things like that. And that started taking place, what, last eight, 10 years or so? In business, it was in our late 20s and 30s where we started to, I would say this, as we operated in the kingdom, we operated from within in all of those areas, and it was different than what I was being taught. And so we really had tremendous business success young in our late 20s and 30s. And so it was always intriguing to me. And then when we saw this African pastor, when we all went to Bible school, Mm -hmm. When we came back, I, I knew why now. I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Because there was no grace involved, et cetera, and, and really didn't understand this. But I was intrigued by the miraculous. And so then my brother-in-law, who was a test pilot in the Air Force, a colonel, was diagnosed with incurable cancer called Waldenstrom's disease. Not one person's ever survived. But Barb and I were so fired up about what we had seen in Africa and the miraculous. Now there's one survivor, Paul. So up until then, it's been a 100% fatal form of cancer, but now there's one survivor. Really? That's what... Yeah. Yeah. He's been on, you know, a lot of different Christian programs, et cetera. And here's the power of what we were talking about is just this love of God and the power of God within is all the doctors, everything were saying, Hey, you know what? You're not going to make it past this. And four times they said, he's not going to make it through the night. And his own testimony said, my sister-in-law was pregnant with their daughter at the time. And he said, all I did is I saw myself picturing, walking her down the aisle at her wedding. And here he is today, the miraculous power of God within. Did you help him with that mindset, with that visualization? Yes, yes, we really, and we didn't understand the grace of God yet, to be honest with you, which is the grace of God that he meets us where we're at. But we just knew, we said, you know what? We've seen things that all things are possible to God. And if you want life, then we can expect life, even though all the medical knowledge says it's 100% fatal. So, yeah, we were... (laughs) We were radical faith then without understanding. It's even better now when you understand it. So, <laughs> You know, one of the things that I, uh, I find myself saying often is that experience trumps head knowledge every time. And man, when something happens to you or to a loved one like that, or when God speaks to you personally and directly and reveals something to you, once that happens, you, you can't take that away. And it's always going to trump, no matter how educated somebody is in doctrine and theology and systematic theology and everything, no matter how many things they can quote or say or, or whatever, it can't touch that experience. It can't take that away. I'll go with experience every time. Yeah, you can't deny that. Here he is, right? Here he is. Yeah. And it's been 15 years now, I guess, 20 years almost. Wow. And I heard you recently talk about someone, if I remember right, you were involved in their life and helping them. And they, uh, if I remember right, they owed $127,000 in back taxes and they were out of work. And how'd you help that person? You know, especially right now, I think it's important for people to understand this. As Paul said 
in last week's message, it says he's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. And in the spirit, there's no time, there's no distance. And this is where I think the science, their language is sometimes better than Christian language because they experience it, like you said, is they cannot deny these things that are happening. And so if we've already had everything and the scriptures give us this imagery, like consider the lilies of the field and the birds of the air, they don't have bank accounts. They don't store up. They don't do anything yet. God takes care of them. Is he not going to take care of you? So something changed because of COVID or you're not out of work. And so really it's, it's deciding what would it, you know, if we look at these scriptures where believe that you have received it, it's, as you know, Paul, it's in Greek, it's aorist tense. And the Hebrews didn't have future tense. The Hebrews, if they wanted to receive something in prayer, they acted as if they already had it. And they worshiped as if it was already done, just like that Greek tense. So what we tell these guys is say, hey, what would you like to experience? Would it like to be a healing? Would it like to be financial things taken care of, et cetera? And that's important for people right now. So he had no job. He was out of job. He was $122,000 in tax debt. And the IRS was starting to get a little pesky with him. <laughs> they tend to do that. And I said, well, what do you want? says, I want to be debt-free without the stress of this financial stress. said, all right. So see yourself already enjoying the answered prayer, which is really prayer. If you go look at it, is, is give thanks as if you already have it. So it's experiencing the end result as if you already have it because he's given you everything, meaning it's already available. Like you said it earlier, the supply sergeant, hey, the supply is there. Everything's already there for you. He's provided for every one of you that's listening to this, whether it's COVID, whether it's you out of work, he's, he will provide for you. So he, every time on his walks every morning, he would say, you know what? Thank you, Father. It feels so good to have abundance in all of this debt gone. I'm so grateful. I'm feeling this joy of it already gone. Now, here's what's really crazy. So he goes for a job interview and Jesus says, uh, hey, what shall we liken the kingdom to? And he says, it's like soil. Your heart is like soil. And he says, we get to choose what we want to plant in there. And we know not how, but whatever we plant, we will receive. He gives us really easy things to understand. And being a good farm kid, hey, if I want corn, I plant corn. If I want beans, I plant beans. If I want abundance and I want my tax debt gone, I see it as if it's already done. So he was going on his walk every day, seeing it, thanking God. Thank you, Father. It feels so good to be done. He gets a job interview. Now, this is where we know not how it's going to happen. And he tells the truth. Hey, I've been out of work for this long. I've got you know this tax debt in case they did a background thing. And the employer says, you know what? I've got a great tax attorney. I just really feel compelled. I'm going to negotiate a settlement, take care of your debt for you. Now, we know not how, but he took care of $122,000 debt and got a job. That's the kingdom. That's yeah. how good he is. Yeah. I used to call him goosebumps, but now I call him Jesus bumps. <laughs> I, I, I'm just getting them right now here. here you, yeah, uh, it's so good. It. Yeah. yeah. And you've seen a lot of that. In, uh, a lot. In what you, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, I'll read another one. This is kind of fun. This is from uh, somebody in Nova Scotia. And this is just the limitlessness of the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. And it says, um, he's going, hey, you know what? Over the last, we followed your program for a year. Our finances keep growing like a miracle. We've saved over $150,000. And both of our incomes have doubled. And I haven't worked in this last year. And my wife only part-time. Now think about that. How does that work? Their incomes have doubled. He hasn't worked for a year. She's worked part-time. Their income's doubled. And they've saved 150000 The only time I think about money is when it tries to rear its ugly head. I soon cast that off. Right? Now it seems God is wanting for me to be alone with him. Ah, now we're into this intimacy and relationship that you talked about, Paul. In the past, you talked about entering into his rest. Well, I'm on my way there. 
today I heard the voice saying, I just want to be with you. I want to hear your voice. I try to walk 24 hours a day in this gratitude and thanksgiving. I'm changing so much without trying in the natural that I sometimes just lose this understanding. Thank you. This works in this sometimes crazy world. So we, yeah, I got, I, I get stacks of them. I just, I just print them out, keep them. And it's real. You know, I do a similar thing. I have, I can't quite reach to where I'm sitting, but I, you know, I have, I have a folder of things that I've experienced or that other people have that they've told me about. And sometimes I'll go back through those <laughs> because, you know, because I need the reminders. It's a little too cold for this right now, but eight, nine months out of the year here, I like to go outside early in the morning. We've got a beautiful backyard. We don't have mountains, but I can visualize the mountains, but we got a beautiful backyard. And I, I love to sit out there with coffee and a notepad and sometimes might folder things to go through. And uh, not too long ago, I was concerned about finances uh, with our ministry, the people not having jobs and different things like that, not giving down and stuff. And uh, generally during the course of a, however long I'm out there, an hour or two or half hour or whatever, I'll see a few birds, you know, and usually it'll be, I'll see all crows or, or all robins or, you know, or all cardinals or whatever. I was thinking about this not intentionally, but it was just this shortage, this lack was coming to my mind. And all of a sudden, just a myriad of birds of different kinds. I mean, all different kinds, not thousands of them, but, you know, probably maybe 30 or so during the out in our yard came at different places, but they also, and, and they started eating seeds. Yeah, I can see them eating seeds on the ground and everything. And, uh, you know, I, I'm naive but I'm not totally stupid. And, and I'm going, well, Lord, I, I think, I think you're showing me something here. <laughs> and he said, come on, Paul, before these birds were ever born, I knew they were going to be here today and I was going to provide the seed for them and you were going to get to see it. And, uh, Oh, those times are just uh, refreshing. I, I don't I don't have words to describe it. He even just, takes care of these Iowa and Kansas kids. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. He? <laughs> what, what part of Iowa did you grow up in? I grew up northwest corner, little Dutch town called Sioux Center, right between Sioux City on the south and Sioux Falls in the north. Interesting. Uh, we have a couple, they're retired now, uh, retired fairly young. They were here at the University of Kansas and in our church. Then they moved to Sioux Falls, where they both taught at a university there. And they just, within this last year, relocated to the Springs. And my wife and I had breakfast this morning when we went out, and I was telling her about you. And she said, well, where is he? And I said, Colorado Springs. And she said, really? Suzanne and Earl have been wanting to know somebody that they can connect with there. And so I would guess you'll be meeting Suzanne and Earl Knowlton, K-N-O-W. It'd be our, it'd be our pleasure. Yeah. yeah. So it, isn't, it, isn't it fun how God works all these things together? Yeah. Yeah. we got a few minutes left. Mike, tell us what's next on the horizon for you. What I'm really working on, especially right now with the turbulent times in the U.S. with the elections and everything else is, is really trying to get out of this us versus them. And because uh, I think I think both sides are missing it right now, personally, where this is the God's guy and this is God's guy. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't think he's in this dualistic thing. And so I really just, uh, I've really studied, like there's a, there's a thing called the International Peace Project where what they've shown is just the, the divinity within us is instead of praying for peace and prosperity and abundance in our country, they did this, they did this study in the Israeli-Lebanese war where 
they train people to experience peace, to experience abundance, to experience go within and see themselves. Thank you, Father, that I'm abundant. Thank you, Father, that there's peace. Thank you, Father. They were enjoying it as if it was already real within. And they could do it scientifically and go, you know what? A hundred people could bring peace to a million people's hearts. They've actually measured it. And so that's what I'm really after, to be honest with you right now, is going, you know what? What if what if we truly are that divine where if all things are already available, instead of praying for peace, let's let's receive the peace that's already available for us at any time. And now that I think starts to affect everyone and everybody around us. So that's really what I'm I'm really working on is teaching people who they are in Christ. And if we experience love and we keep no record of wrong of others and we experience peace and joy, boy, we can affect so many people. It's a big goal, but it's one that's got me motivated. Are you coalescing a group of people to do that? Yeah, it's it's the very beginning genesis of it where, and this is where just God brings the right people, et cetera. I met this woman who, gosh, I've had this app that I didn't know what to do with. And I think this is it. And so we'll let people know as we do this, but yeah, it would really just be this group of people that get it, that get who we are, like you, that we're perfectly loved, that God is pure grace. And he loves everybody. Guess what? He even loves our Muslim and Hindu brothers. Indeed. Isn't that amazing? Indeed. <laughs> and he yeah. even loves Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So that's what I'm really working on is trying to, how do we get out of this division and duality that we're seeing right now? I would love to be a part of that. So please uh, I'd be honored to have you. Yeah. I hear uh, these aren't your exact words, but uh, they what resonates with me is when we understand God's unconditional love and grace for everyone, it takes all the pressure off. There's no pressure of, well, first of all, there's no division. There's no us, them, no in and out. There's no, I've got to get you to believe like I do. I've got to get you to make a commitment or a confession or, or, or pray the prayer or whatever. Just love people and know that God loves them just like he loves us and see Christ in them which he is, just like he's in us. And it's becoming a trite phrase. I use it too often, but everything changes. It It never fails, almost like God knew what he was talking about when he says love never fails, right? You'd think. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And scripture just jumps out anymore. I find this just happening all the time. I'll look at that and I'll go, man, I memorized that. I taught on it. And I had no clue. I didn't. I didn't know it. I didn't even. <laughs> the day finally dawns for us, right? When the light shines, like, oh my gosh, yes, that's what's always been true about us. Yeah, and that's a quantum thing too. Taking a quantum leap. I mean, it's just uh, something you didn't know before. It's like Colossians one, twenty six, seven, and, and and before that, the mystery of it was always true. But then it's like Paul said in Galatians 1, 15 and 16, it pleased God to reveal Christ in me where he'd always been. And then in the original text, it says, and he chose me to go and reveal Christ in the Gentiles, not to them, not among them, but the same, very same word, in me, in the Gentiles. That's what I'm all about is revealing to people Christ in them where he's always been, where he's always loved them. And just seeing the, uh, seeing people go, I knew it. I knew it, Paul. I just, I, like you were saying earlier, I knew it when I was a kid or I, I knew it, but I, I ever, nobody else said that, but I knew it had to be true. 
And it is true. <laughs> it is true. And you've been a pioneer in that and it's really helped us. So we just say thank you again that uh, you guys have yeah. gone before us and, and uh, really helped pave the way that, oh, we can believe this way. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's very mutual. And not only am I enjoying our new friendship and our new sharing of these things, but uh, I'm enjoying visualizing coming to Colorado Springs and maybe going to lunch in Manitou Springs and driving. uh, We'll come in my convertible with the top down and we'll drive up that road to Green Mountain Falls and see the one of my favorite things is starting out in Colorado Springs with the top down and driving up on that little road up through the mountains and just seeing the mountains on both sides. It's a, I'm ready to come today. We're ready for you. Like I said, we'll put you up at the Broadmoor. That's our favorite place here. I'll look forward to it. Mike, thank you so much. This has been a, a lot of fun and a great pleasure. And I look forward to visiting with you again. Thank you, sir. Thanks for being with us for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray with my friend Mike Popovich. And we'll see you all next time on Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.